Hey, ebook readers, right now, the Flight Attendant Joe series ebooks are only $2.99. That's Fasten Your Seatbelts and Eat Your Fucking Nuts, Flight Attendant Joe, and I'm Just Here for the Layovers on Amazon, iTunes, Nook, and Kobo, $2.99 each. Hey, everybody, if you enjoy listening to Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe, now is your chance to become a patron of the podcast. Go check out www.patreon.com slash grounded with flight attendant Joe. There's different tiered levels and each of one of them comes with something special and unique, including the Friday debrief, which is a short podcast episode that I record on Friday mornings, just me and my coffee. And it's only available on the Patreon page for patrons. So again, check that out. www.patreon.com slash grounded with flight attendant Joe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 27 of Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe. It is Memorial Day, May 25th, 2020. It's already Memorial Day. Where has the year gone? I've been in the house. (laughs) I lie. I've been to Target and in the house. I actually went hiking over the Memorial Day weekend, which was nice. But, you know, Memorial Day, it was not just started in the United States. I don't know if you know the history of it, but people have, countries, nations have been honoring their fallen soldiers for thousands of years. I believe it started in ancient Greek. Well, isn't that where everything started kind of? But I don't know. But Memorial Day is like the, it's not the first day of summer, but it's that it's the start of the holiday, the summer travel and schools out and things are happening and you're going camping and you're going traveling and you're, you're just outside and you're enjoying yourself. And it's a little crazy right now, of course, because COVID-19, nobody's really traveling by airplane, but you're going to want to. So I thought it was perfect that I had somebody from a travel company come on the show today. See, sometimes you got to think about these things. So let's get started. Today, my guest is Stacy, and she is the marketing manager over at ID90 Travel, which is a travel website that gives discounts on cruises and airfare and hotels for airline employees and their families and friends. So think of it as like Expedia for the airline industry and their friends and their families and whatnot. She came on and I was a little nervous about how this conversation was gonna go because you know I like to get really personal with people, but she was coming to represent her company. So I thought, how are we gonna do this? So of course, I still got personal and we found out why she had a career change to go from where she was working before to the travel industry. We talked about the ins and outs of ID90 Travel. We talked about what's happening with the cruise industry. She also got me to confess a big, 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 big announcement that I wasn't ready to do yet, but she got me to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Stacy. Hey everybody, welcome Stacy. Now Stacy, oh, we were just talking about this before I hit the record button and I, I have a hard time pronouncing your last name. Is it Shuhaman, Shamaman? Is it, is Close. it like Michael Jackson when he would say Shaman? <laughs> Cause that's yeah, what it should be. It should be Shaman. Okay. I'll, I'll consider it. It's human. It just has a lot of extra letters, but um, I answer to whatever. So human, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm just going to call you Stacy Shaman. Shaman, Stacy Shaman. I think I just stole that joke from another comedian, but it's okay. Welcome, Stacy. I'm so glad you are on the podcast. 
Thanks. I'm really glad to chat with you. I know. It's exciting. You know, I'm starting to get to that point in the podcast now where I'm interviewing and I'm having conversations with people that I've never met. So, you know, when you first start out a podcast, you get all your friends on, right? Because you're like, oh, you seem interesting. Can you come and talk to me? And then you get to the point where now you start interviewing people that you don't know. So it becomes even more exciting for me as the host as it is yeah. for the listener. Yeah, because you don't exactly know where it's going to go. And I'm curious to get to know you too. I've oh. listened to a couple episodes, but um, I'm excited to just talk to you as a human. Oh, 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 you called me a human. That's so sweet. I'm usually called so many other things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the term human. I think it applies to everyone. Yes. Well, you know, as long as we're all acting like humans and being kind to one another, you know, when I think of human, I, I try to think of kindness and caring and stuff like that. So I appreciate, I take that as a compliment because I see so many people who don't act like humans. <laughs> yes, I agree. Oh, kind, work hard. So Stacy, tell everyone who you are and where you work and what you do. Sure. So I'm Stacy, and I work for ID90 Travel. I'm a marketing manager there and I have been with the company for almost five years now, which is pretty wild. And I really love it. I've gotten to fall in love with the airline community and get to do a lot of really cool things and meet a lot of people in the industry. And it's a great company to work for. Now, where's ID90 Travel based? So we have two main offices, one in Cordoba, Argentina. Oh, my God. And wow. Yeah. I know. A lot of people don't know that. Have, uh, that's wow. actually where, yeah. It's actually where the company started. And Cordoba is just this like pocket of awesome travel technology. And so all of our software developers for flights are down there, our customer support team that's all in house, account managers, that's where um, the company started and is, you know, a core of our business. And then we also have an office right near the DFW airport in Texas. And are you in the Argentina office? Because that's where I'd want to be. <laughs> I'm not. I'm in the Texas office. Okay. All right. I, okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, have you been to Argentina? Did they, did they send you to Argentina when you started the job? So I haven't actually been to the Argentina office. I just haven't had a project yet that has taken me down there. But what's nice is that we have people from the Argentina team come up into the Dallas office all the time. So I've met a ton of people um, from that office and we're, you know, all chatting all day long every day. So it really feels like one company, which is mm. nice. Plus events that I've done or been to, you know, we have people from both offices and we do, you know, joint Zoom calls and all that good stuff so that we really feel like one team. Interesting. Now, you know, my, uh, when I was younger, there was two places I wanted to visit more than anything, Australia and Argentina. Those were like my two bucket lists. Now I've been to Argent, I've been to Australia twice. I have never been to Argentina and I, and it's because I don't know how old you are and I'm not going to ask, but I'm old. And I grew up watching, um, one, uh, this story is already crazy, but I grew up watching once, uh, um, 
ABC soap operas, like All My Children, One Life to Live, General Hospital. I don't know if you know. Have you ever heard of those? Yes. Yes, I have. Well, because in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, she's probably 20 because I think everyone is like 30 years younger than me. So, but there, on One Life to Live, Tina Roberts, whoever's listening to this episode who remembers One Life to Live is probably laughing, but I was obsessed with Tina Roberts. And she went to Argentina, you know, it's a soap opera, so it was out of control, but she went over the Iguazu Falls. And ever since that moment, I was like, I want to go to Argentina. Isn't that weird? I'm so weird. That's not weird. And I have not been to Iguazu, but we... Our sales team did a client event there, and the pictures were just unreal. Oh yeah, like and that's yeah. So it's it's high up on my list too, and because I have friends there now, I just oh, want right. to go and play and explore. Yeah, like it, Iguazu Falls is supposed to be like Niagara Falls on crack. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it just looks beautiful. So I, high up on my list. Well, good. Well, so I need to be your Instagram friend so that I can live vicariously through you because I've barely left my house in two months. So once you go to Argentina, I will be able to follow and like all your photos. (laughs) I will do that. And you're invited. Oh, my God. I can, I need to get, well, first of all, I should get to the Texas office. That's closer. And then I can graduate to Argentina. But We've jumped way ahead because I got all excited about Argentina. And that's what happens when you're in my brain. It's just like so many avenues to go down. But let's rewind a little and let everyone know what ID90 Travel is. For sure. So ID90 Travel is a travel technology company, and we serve airlines and airline employees. And so what does that mean? Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you for that. Wow. I could just sit here and do nothing. This is amazing. <laughs> I love it. No, I love um, it. Okay, cool. So yeah, there are kind of two buckets of how you can use ID90 travel. So on the one side, any airline employee in the world, any from any airline can use us for super, super great exclusive discounts on Hotels, car rentals, cruises, all-inclusive resorts, anything you need to go along with your past travel privileges. So that's one bucket, and it's totally free to use. And then the other bucket is the travel technology that we provide to our partner airlines. So they reach out to us, and we may create the technology for their online tool or their interline mm. tool, their listing, their copus. And so depending on what airline you're with, um, will determine, you know, what tools you see when you download like the ID90 travel app. But those are the, the two buckets that people can access us for. And it's just for, is it just for airline employees or is it for like family members too, or just anyone? Yeah, great question. So it's for airline employees and your family and friends. So once you, as an airline employee, create your account, then you can invite family and friends to access all of the deals, the hotels, cars, cruises at really good rates. And they don't even have to travel with you because we know that you play travel manager quite a lot for your friends and family. 
unless you unless, unless you just stop doing that like i used to do that early on in my career and then i got to the point where i was like i'm not a travel agent anymore but no right? i know what you're saying so many people so many airline employees and their families think that we are travel agents also so yes that makes sense <laughs> yeah so we try to uh, take that burden off of you and give your family and friends access so they can live their own non-rev life Oh, I love that. Live their own non-rev life. So am I right in saying it's kind of like like something like Expedia, but for airline employees and their families and friends? Yep, that's okay. exactly it. That's perfect. That makes sense to me. Because I, I'll be honest, I, um, of course, I'm not going to say what airline I work for, but I have used ID90 travel multiple times to book non-rev travel on other airlines. Yeah. And, um, and that's all I thought it was. I had no clue that it was this huge travel agency type company. I would just say, oh, that's how I have to list on so-and-so airline. All right, let me get on there and do that. And it wasn't until I started following you guys on Instagram that I was like, oh, wait a minute. This, is, this isn't just made for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, wow, this is for everybody. For you. It's, uh, <laughs> you're my new best friend. Oh, we can be friends. Yeah, I mean, and I, I think that's a common misconception because, you know, people are in the industry for the flight benefits, and we know that. But we also want to make sure that everything you need to make the most out of your travel privileges is all in one spot. Um, and so we really do have the airline employee in mind. And we're always thinking about you guys and talking about you guys so that we make sure we're really serving up, you know, what matters and what's helpful to you. So you said the company was started in Argentina. Did they start this with the idea for airline employees? Were they just sitting there like, hey, we need a tool. Airline employees need a tool. Let's let's do that. Is that how it is that how it kind of came to fruition or? Yes, pretty much. So the founder of our company was the son of two airline employees, and he was using those benefits, and he saw all the pain points that come along with online and airline travel. And so he thought, this is easier. And he connected with a group in Argentina who was already working on past travel technology and that's how the company was born. Now, how how did you find your way into the marketing position? Because that's a really good position to be, and that's the fun. But and just from talking to you, I can tell. Oh yeah, you're perfect in marketing. You, I, I almost want to buy something from you, and you're not even really selling anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> so how how oh, how did how does Stacy get into that role? And did you have to move to Texas? How did that all work out? Yeah, so I definitely have an unusual path, but uh, I think that's how a lot of people end up in the industry. So I grew up in Southern California, and I moved out to Texas. I went to school here, um, TCU, go Frog. And, <laughs> and um, so I was actually in arts education, and so I taught acting for little humans, and I was the theater director oh. at a nonprofit studio. Okay. So I lived 
that whole life. Um, I had, you know, always wanted to direct and teach. And so I was doing that, loving it. And then I taught a, I taught elementary drama in public school, which was wild. And what grade? <laughs> you know, so elementary great. school. So like all the way from like kindergarten to sixth or fifth grade or focusing yeah. more. Oh, so trying to corral kids around on a stage. That sounds fun. <laughs> Yes, it can be like herding cats sometimes, um, but I also think it's, you know, really fun to, to let kids and all people just like have a creative voice right. in some way. And so I did that and I, you know, loved it. Great experience. I learned a ton, but I just knew public school wasn't my forever. And so I decided not to go back and I was freelancing, teaching and coaching. And then I was uh, working with um, a woman who was the CMO of Ivy 90 Travel at the time. And she said, hey, we have more work than people. Can you come and do some work for us? I said, yes, I can do that. Um, <laughs> and so I started doing some administration things, some marketing support, and then it just evolved from there. And about two years after I started, I moved fully over into the marketing team. And from there, I've done events and started our brand ambassador program and have just gotten some really cool opportunities to to grow and, and learn the industry. That's, that's cool. You know, I, that's, that's a very big change. And I love when people take those leaps. I love when somebody takes that leap of faith into a completely different career path. What do you, what did you bring over from your theater background? Cause I have a theater background too. Um, and so what did you bring to this new position? What's helped you at, in this role that you can pull from being a theater major? I think there's so much and, People don't always understand that the crossover is there. And I think that is true for a lot of different art forms. Um, so, yeah, it definitely wasn't an easy transition. I had to work hard. I had to learn a lot. And in terms of what I still use, one, I think theater teaches you how to work on a budget and work on time and work hard and collaborate with different teams. That's yeah. one of the biggest. But then the other thing that I really get to pull over from my teaching is I get the opportunity, especially with our brand ambassador program, to give people a platform and a voice to share and inspire and educate and grow themselves in, you know, their creative forms. And that for me is really exciting. Yeah. Right. Because to go from theater teaching to marketing, it's, it, it's not what you would expect. You know, you would, I would expect you to say, Oh, you know, I, I was tired of teaching children. So I just went and taught high school, which even sounds worse to me. Um, <laughs> 
That sounds terrible. But I agree with you that being in the theater, now I don't have a theater major. I did community theater when I lived in Florida for a bunch of years, um, like 15, 10 or 15. And I had to quit when I became a flight attendant. But I think it, you know, just being in theater and acting, there's so much you get out of that. Um, For one, it teaches you how to actively listen and communicate because when you're on stage and you're in a scripted show, you're li- you have to you're listening to every word that your fellow actor is saying and you can't start talking until they're done. It's so true. Yeah, and and I, to this day though, I still my husband hates this. This is the one thing he hates, well, he probably hates many things about me, but this is definitely the one that I always interrupt him or I try to answer his question. I answer him before he's finished his question. And I feel that. Oh, I hate, and I hate that. And I found that it's such a challenge on the podcast too, especially when you're not staring at the person, there's no visual cue. So that one pause, just like now somebody's, Oh, I better talk. I better talk. So, um, yeah, I think communicate theater and communication must help you in your job, just dealing with people around the country too. Yes. That's definitely a part of it because I think there are so many people, especially at our company with super technical and that is needed and important but you also have to have people who have people skills and Mm -hmm. can connect with humans you know and when I'm going out like you said around the country I am talking to flight attendants I'm talking to people at headquarters I'm talking to the men and women who are working cargo and the ramp and there has to be some level of empathy and listening and understanding to be able to step into where are these people at right now and how can we meet their needs and how can we just learn about humans who are different than us or have a different job than us. And for me, that is what I love about the job. So you, so you get to travel around and you talk, you do, so you go to airports, do you go to crew lounges, airline crew lounges and talk to flight attendants and pilots, or is it more where you just talk to them if you're on the airplane? Both. Okay. (laughs) Definitely, definitely both. Yeah. So we partner with, you know, our partner airlines and also airlines that don't use our ticketing solutions. And I will go out to crew lounges and, um, break room, headquarters, Hmm. and just chat and answer questions about who we are, what we do. Because like you said, a lot of people don't know and a lot of people have questions. And so we, I want to make sure they know we're real people. We're here to help. And that's one of the, the fun parts of the job is getting to go and actually like interact and listen. What do, um, Yeah, that's true. And you're the, I can already tell you're the warm and fuzzy person. They're not going to send out the, the guy who's like 20 diet Cokes in and 10 Mountain Dews in who hasn't left his computer screen for three months. (laughs) They're going to send him out to talk to flight attendants, but I can automatically tell that you can go to the crew lounge and your voice and you're so bubbly. And I would just be like, Hey, I'm going to ask you so many questions about this website. What what do flight attendants ask? What are pilots and flight attendants asking? 
Oh my gosh, it totally depends on the carrier. And thank you, you're sweet. Um, but, oh. but even even those guys and women who are on our technical teams, they come out to events. So they meet real people too, because that is important. Um, but yes, I, I like to be warm and fuzzy when I can. Uh, so, so back to your question, what flight attendants ask? Oh my gosh. Sometimes they are asking specific questions about, you know, their carrier and the flight privileges they have, how to access those things through our tools. And then a lot of a lot of the time they are asking, where should I go? What's the best deal? Interesting. You know, what's the best cruise for me? And that's always really fun because there's not a one size fits all answer. So on our, I mean, you know, like how do you, what's your travel style? Me? Um, by now here's a funny thing. I like road trips. I would rather be oh. in the car driving than be on an airplane. But I think that's because I work on the airplane. So for me, I if I'm going to go on a road trip somewhere, it's very exciting. Um, but I, you know, I, God, I'm 47 and I've been around the world. So there's only a few places left that I need to go. Like my Argentina, I really, I, I'm dying to go to um, Cartagena, Colombia. Mm -hmm. It's one of my check. That's one of my bucket lists. But for me, it's, um, if it's where friends are, I like to, I'm a bucket list person. I like to have a bucket list. Like next month I'm going to go to North Dakota and I'm going to drive. And then I will have been to all 50 States. So it, I'm one of those people. It's like, Oh, I should do that. All right. Oh, I'm going to go to every museum. Oh, I'm going to go to every state. I, I'm weird like that, but that's how I have that's no, important. yeah, I'm a check. I'm a checker offer. If that, if that makes sense. Like, okay, totally. I've, been, I've been to all these. Oh, now I, all right. I've been to all the States in, in America. Now let me go to all the provinces in Canada. I don't think I'm going to do that, but, um, but yeah, but that's how it would be a good list. It would be fun. I want to take, there's a train you can go through the Canadian Rockies. Doesn't that sound amazing? Yes. Trains yeah, are real trains. fun in that. I love trains. I did a train ride from San Francisco to Reno back like five or six years ago. And I, of course I didn't know better. So I booked myself in coach, which <laughs> you should hmm. never do. And, um, the people moved in. I'm like, it's a four hour ride settled down. But, right? um, yeah, trains are great. Trains are great. But I want to get back to, cause you know, I, like I said, I will go off on a tangent. I want to get back to you, you said something about flight attendants saying, asking you where they should go. And in the email, yeah. when you and I were communicating, excuse me, via email before you graced me with your presence on my podcast, you said that you had gotten bitten by the travel bug. Yes. Did, and I am. Was it a specific trip that you went on or was it just once you got to ID90 travel, you were like, oh, this is where I, I feel at home. You know, I have been fortunate to be able to travel for most of my life. Um, I took my first solo flight uh, as a passenger uh, when I was like 11. 
And I remember going to visit some friends in Seattle from California and just being like, yeah, I'm into this. And so I've always been pretty independent in terms of my travel. I got to study abroad in college. And so for me, it's about learning about different people, learning about different cultures, just like opening up your heart, opening up your mind to learn something new. And so that's really always been with me, but I think it definitely was solidified when I came to ID90 Travel because you instantly step into this community of people who get it. Right. It's like, it's like, it's like the airline industry, you know, you, you, you are all in it together. Even if you're in different work groups, pilots, flight attendants, gate agents, AO, GO, you know, you, um, you might be doing a different job, but you all get it because you're all under that umbrella. So that actually makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. There's just a common language and no matter who you're talking to, what airline employee from anywhere in the world, you're like, we have this commonality together and we can connect on that. And then you already have like a base of understanding. Like you are a person who can explore the world. You probably are, you know, brave and confident because you're going out and exploring. And so, you know, yeah. what flight attendants ask and other employees ask and why I ask you is because there are so many different valid ways to travel. And I think that's true just as myself, but then also for ID90 travel, we serve all of those different communities, you know, from those 22 year old flight attendants who are traveling every weekend to, you know, people who are, uh, you know, in the middle of their career and they're wanting those luxury all-inclusive jams to retirees right, right. who are going on their 30th cruise. And so really whatever you're looking for, we have. And so I like that because it's not just for one type of travel. It's not just for one type of person. You can really find anywhere from, you know, super, super inexpensive hostels to the luxury butler seat and everything in between. And, and do you guys have a department that finds all those deals? Like, is there somebody that's like, all right, we're going to get deals with um, these cruise lines and we're going to get deals with this airline or this hotel. There must be an entire department for that. Yeah. So we have an awesome cruise GM and cruise team who works with all of our different cruise providers to get those rates and then also to get exclusive deals for the ID90 travel community. And then we have the same for our hotels. And so, yeah, you know, those people are building relationships with those different travel providers to make sure that we're bringing all of the options in and providing the best option for all of our members. And, you know, I'm really glad you're on the show because like I said, and there's probably a lot of other people. I only thought ID 90 travel was where I went, <laughs> where I went to list to fly non-rev on a specific airline. So 
just hearing about all these deals, it's it's eye-opening because I had no clue. So I'm glad that you are clarifying this for me. I'm so glad. Yeah. People, people don't know. I think that's one of the biggest things in the industry is that people are getting into the industry for travel and to be able to take advantage of their travel privileges. And there are so many resources out there that it can be really overwhelming. But what we've tried to do is bring it all into one place and make it easy uh, and make it fun. And then also make sure we're building a community around it. Mm -hmm. That is more than just, you know, the $9 a night deal because right. we think it's more than that. Oh yeah. Um, I, I think I stayed in a hostel once for $12 and I was, <laughs> I don't know where I was. Was I, Oh, I think I was in Helsinki, Finland. And we were in a, we were in a hostel. Me and my friend were staying in a hostel and I was in the shower. I was in the shower and then I heard some noise and I'm like, what's going on? And I peek around the corner and some dude is brushing his teeth in the bathroom. And that was like my first experience in a hostel while well, I'm naked in the shower and somebody's like two inches from the shower curtain brushing his teeth in the same bathroom. But I, I felt like a woman who was being like, look through a peephole, you know, in one of those eighties college movies. And I was just like hiding myself behind the curtain, which I do anyway, even at home, because I don't like to look at myself naked, but it was just this weird feeling of, Oh my God. But hostels are great. Besides that, besides being naked in the shower and somebody brushing their teeth, I do, I've had so much fun staying in hostels. Yeah, because you're, it, it builds in that community and it builds in the opportunity to meet people, um, you know, and a lot of love stories start that way. Um, I've heard all sorts of travel stories about people getting connected, uh, you know, on a random flight or in a random hotel. And I certainly you know, met people oh. uh, along my travels. Now, so we, now, now I get to jump into your sex life. No, I'm just kidding. I won't do that to you. Um, <laughs> you know, I love the, oh, the <laughs> you're like, Oh, this will be a 17 hour episode. Um, see, I told you we're best friends already. So we are <laughs> now. So you're teaching elementary school kids theater. And then this kind of pops up in just, it just shows up into your lap. And I, I have this, I love the idea that people are open to change and you have to really be open-minded and the idea of a huge change has to be always there in the mm -hmm. forefront or maybe in your mind somewhere where you're like, if an opportunity comes, I would take it. Is that kind of what happened with you? Did this just drop in your lap and you were like, I'm just going to dive in? Yes, it really did. I, you know, when I took the job, it was as a contractor position. And so I was like, well, this will be great right now to, you know, learn about corporate America, learn about the travel industry, to get some experience. I really am a curious person. Mm. So it's always interesting to me to jump into something new. And then about three weeks into the contractor position, they asked if I wanted a full-time job. Mm. And I was like, well, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> now, um, so, 
Go. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's that's it. Go. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say. So we're, and I don't know if I missed this. I'm sorry. Earlier on in the conversation, but were you act? Were you between jobs? Were you actually teaching when this opportunity came up? So I was between jobs. Okay. So I had finished my year um, at the elementary school. I had decided I wasn't going to go back. So I was teaching on the side. I was subbing and freelancing, coaching students, um, just, you know, piecing together like right. a lot of artists do. Mm-hmm. But I really have never, I know, and I've never been the kind of person who wants to, um, you know, be living that gig life. I like to dive into one place and really like get connected and committed. I have a lot of friends who, you know, are working three, four or five jobs and that totally right. works for them. But for me, I know I enjoy, you know, getting to go deep. And so, yeah, it just came up. Um, the super fortunate thing is that I am still able to teach. I still mm. coach students. And so I get a really nice balance of a great job that's creative, that uses my skill sets, I get to learn all the time, and I still get to, you know, teach and coach. And because I only do it a little bit, then it really is even more rewarding. And so for me, it really works out. It's like you um, knew what I was going to ask next, because when, you know, creative people have to always be creative. That, that, you know, when you, when you stop a creative person from being able to create and, you know, everyone has a level of creativity, creativity, but some people it's just ingrained in their DNA. Like you, like me, it's like, if I'm not creating, I will fall into a deep depression. That's just me. And, you know, when I quit, when I had to stop theater because I came a, became a flight attendant, I can remember saying to my husband, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. And that's when he was like, maybe you should start blogging. And I was just like, what? I don't even know how to write a sentence. I can't do that. But, you know, 12 years later. But um, I was going to ask you, what are you doing to fulfill that creativity bug that I know is inside you besides like teaching them every once in a while, what do you do for yourself? Oh, that's so interesting. So for me, I really always knew I wanted to teach and coach, you know, and I performed growing up and through college and that was great, but I really, get the most out of seeing other people learn how to use their voice and be creative and, you know, put their stories into the world. That for me is super, super fulfilling. So I get to do that through coaching and teaching. You know, I see a lot of theater. I love to read, Mm. but that for me like fulfills the, the creative need. And also I get to do that with my brand ambassadors. You know, I get to workshop an idea or help them to create some sort of content piece and share it out in the world. And that to me fulfills, fulfills that need. Oh, that's awesome. May I ask, um, what is a brand ambassador? Oh, 
They're my favorite. <laughs> I thought I was your friend. Oh my God. I need to end this call. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Everyone is my favorite. Everyone okay. is. Oh, now I don't feel special. No, I'm kidding. But no, what, um, what's a brand ambassador? Okay. So our ID90 travel brand ambassadors are a group of airline employees who also create content. And so they could be YouTubers or bloggers, or they could have an Instagram presence. And we connect up and they apply to be on our ID90 Travel Brand Ambassador team. They're with us for a whole year. And what we do is we share the awesome stuff we have going on as a company. And they, in turn, share it with their followers to spread the word and make sure the message is getting heard in a way that is real and truthful and organic. And then they provide us content that we share on our platform to make sure that we're really elevating the voices of the airline community who are putting out good things around content, which is why I started following you. <laughs> well, did you come up with the brand ambassador program? So I did. That's brilliant. I, <laughs> I, I think this is this is an incredibly smart business plan. But go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt. I got excited. No, no, no. It's fine. It's it's one of the super exciting things I get to do. Yeah. So you know, over the past ten years plus brand ambassadors and influencers have really started to be at the forefront of marketing because people want to see real people. They want to connect to real humans and hear stories from people they trust. And so I had been seeing, you know, these programs getting some traction in other industries, but I hadn't really a brand ambassador program at a travel company like ours. And so I turned to my boss at the time and I said, hey, I think it would be cool to have a brand ambassador program. And he said, okay, make one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I did. And that's one of the reasons why I love working you know, with our team is that anyone can bring an idea to the table and make it happen. And so, you know, I started doing research. Our first brand ambassador class was three years ago. Shout out to the OGs. And we had <laughs> 10 ambassadors and, you know, it's grown from there. And this year we have 24 brand ambassadors who have a huge reach and who are just brilliant content creators. And it really allows us to listen and also have boots on the ground, in the air, yeah. you know, to make sure that what we're sharing is resonating and is actually helpful. And it's so smart because say, I'll just, I'm just, I don't know for sure because I didn't look, um, but say the ID90 travel Instagram account has, say, 10,000 followers, right? But if you have 24 people that each have, I don't know, 10,000 followers, you've just multiplied your reach so much. Exactly. Um, now, 
do people just how so for anyone listening who is in the industry and said i want to be a brand ambassador for id90 travel how do you accept applications and what's the process sure so we accept applications each year we may change the timeline this year to give our current class the opportunity to actually travel while they are mm. brand ambassadors for us. That would help. Um, yeah. uh, so they've, they've been so amazing during this time, just hanging with us. Um, so I'm super, super appreciative to them. But there's an application process each year. And so we ask people to submit, you know, a video introducing themselves, a sample of an Instagram post that they might create to tell people about travel privileges. And then there is an interview process. And so oh. if anybody's interested, they can shoot us a DM on the ID90 Travel Instagram um, and we'll put you on the content creator mailing list so you stay up to date. But yeah, it's definitely a big process. Last year, we had over 400 applicants. Wow. Yeah. And so, you know, people That's ask, cool. oh, or it, yeah, it is cool. And I think it just speaks to the desire for the community to connect to other like-minded people. And one of the cool things is that they're all from different airlines. And so, you know, I have a group chat with those 24 people and they're able to connect with people from other airlines, other work groups that they normally wouldn't be able to connect with. And so then they can just inspire each other and share. Um, and then, you know, on our end, we're making sure we are listening to concerns and needs and, you know, Somebody's going to text me and say, hey, Stacy, I found a bug on the site. And then I walk over to our development team and I say, hey, a brand ambassador found this thing. Can we make, can we update it and fix it? Like it happens in that real time. Oh, that's good. And then your brand ambassadors, because they, they're in the airline industry or whatnots or, or the travel industry, they they feel like they're making an impact. Like I'm actually helping this company be better. Yeah, right. they do. And, you know, from what they've shared with me, I mean, obviously they're going to get the good swag um, and they get some extra deals and right. great trips, you know? Um, and so there are some perks like that, but the biggest thing I've heard is that they, got to meet new people and connect in the industry or one last year, one of our brand ambassadors was a pilot for a regional carrier. Okay. And he really wanted to move up to a mainline carrier. And so he was like, I think this will be a great thing on my resume to set me apart, you know? And so then we can give a recommendation on their behalf because we've worked with them. And so oh, there are okay, just a right. lot of different, a lot of different reasons to to connect to a program like this. Well, it's great too. And it's like an internship because, yeah. and just like you, I don't know if this has happened, but this, you know, what if you had a brand ambassador that was so incredibly amazing that you were like, we need to really bring this person on full time. So, I always 
joke that we don't get rid of our brand ambassadors. So I still talk to our brand ambassadors from the first year all the time, uh, both in a professional sense and because they're just my friends now. Uh, So, you know, some of those brand ambassadors that we've had in the first two classes have stayed on as video content creators, as travel bloggers for us. Mm. We've done different series with them. And, you know, a lot of brands right now have, you know, affiliates or influencers that you can, you can sign up, you put your email down and how many followers you have and be a part of that program and give people 10% off. And that's totally cool if people want to do that. For our program, we really want to connect and get to know what people's strengths are and vice versa. And so every month, I send out a creative challenge and, you know, it could be creative video. It could be, um, you know, make a Instagram story. And so I think for a lot of the brand ambassadors, it's also an opportunity to fuel that creative side with a little bit of structure and support around you. Because, I mean, you know, if you're doing creative stuff on your own, sometimes it's hard to just make it work. Oh, yes. I think I actually spend 90% of my time spinning my wheels thinking, is this going anywhere? I need some brand ambassadors. I think you just gave me the most, I think that you just gave me the greatest idea on the planet. You do. I need some brand ambassadors. Oh my gosh. No, for real. You do. Because then you find people who are already liking your content, already sharing your stuff. You don't have to create those people. Those people already exist. You just say, hey, you're there loving this thing. I'm here loving this thing. Let's get together and be better for it. Right. I mean, yeah. It's just a win-win. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be a brand ambassador of Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe, hit me up at joe at flightattendantjoe.com. There could be an autographed book in there somewhere for you. Who knows? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh my God, you're going to become a flight attendant, Joe Brand Ambassador, and I love it. I, I am in. Can I get a t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. I don't have t-shirts, but I have books. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> books are good. You I love to love read. Books. You love reading. I really do. Now, how, you know, we can't avoid the conversation of COVID-19 and how it's affecting everybody in the airline industry from cruises being cruise ships are stuck out at sea. There's 10 people on a flight when COVID-19, when it bubbled over, I would say it happened probably what the beginning, the middle of March. How did you guys go into like recovery mode or go into like, Oh my panic mode. This is a panic mode situation. Yeah, it wasn't easy certainly. And I think like the rest of the industry, we we definitely felt it, you know, our, our bookings and we know our airline clients are struggling. So that's challenging. And, you know, thankfully we have been able to keep our jobs and that is great. I know not everyone is in in that situation, so I feel really fortunate about that. Um, 
but really Mike Stacy, who's our CEO, he's super transparent with the company. You know, we have team meetings every other week where he gets up and shares what's going on in just a really honest way. And so they let us know that yes, we were taking a hit because of bookings. You know, it really kind of bottomed out in April, but that financially we are set up to weather the storm. Oh, that's good. And yeah, so that was really great and reassuring. And from the beginning, they, the leadership team was super committed to everyone keeping their jobs. And, you know, we certainly had to uh, make some changes in terms of what we were communicating and how we were communicating because we wanted to be sensitive and smart um, in, in that. But right. we're, we're here and we're working and we know that there are still people using us for commuting or booking hotels if they need something, you know, before or after a work trip. We're seeing people book rental cars and it wasn't easy. It certainly wasn't easy. Um, oh. And it was emotional because you know, hearing from everyone in the industry, just what they were going through and what we were going through was hard, but we were able to, you know, stay at it and keep working so that when we come to the other side of it, we know that airline employees are going to be the first to travel. And so we really (laughs) wanted to take the opportunity to be ready and keep putting out new features, keep making updates and positive changes. And, you know, we, we're going to be able to weather the storm. Well, that's good. And I'm, and I'm sure it's reassuring when they come out and they say, we're not, nobody's going to lose their job. How many employees do you works at ID 90 travel? Do you know? So we, we have about 75. Okay. And that's between Texas and Argentina. That's correct. We also have one brilliant software engineer who works from Denver, his that's, home. That's Denver. where I live. Well, you will well, hook you up with Chris. That's where I live. I liked how you, um, I loved how you said that when COVID-19 happens, something, when you're in the travel age, travel agency industry and something like this happens, your entire marketing plan has to flip because you can't say, Oh, there's a pandemic. Go to Maui. So, because no one's traveling to Hawaii right now. Um, so how do you as the marketing person sit down and say, okay, I still have to continue to market this, this company. So we, we, we don't go out of business, but I also have to say sensitive to what's going on in the world. How do you, as that employee come to those decisions? How does that come out? How does that work? It was definitely a lot of conversation, a lot of listening to what airline employees were saying and feeling. You know, we had a call with our brand ambassadors to just say, tell us how you feel. Tell us what you're thinking about. Tell us what you need. Um, And along with, you know, the rest of the marketing team, our VP of marketing, we just really decided that during this time we needed to 
focus on community, focus on positive, inspiring content, and allow people to remember their favorite travels and dream about traveling forward without pressure. Right. So, you know, for the first month and a half, at least, there there were no deals. There was no push to sell. There was none of that. We just, we didn't want to do that and we didn't feel like it was the right thing to do. Um, and so we just said, we're here for you and we're going to show up and we're going to share the stories of people who are traveling and we're going to, you know, raise money for great causes and that is what we focused on. And now we're in a groove and it's really great. You know, and I bet you a lot of that comes from the idea that your CEO or, or your boss, I forgot his name. I didn't write it down. I'm sorry. I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> That's good, Mike. He, um, when he, when they tell you like, you don't have to worry about your losing your job. I think there's a level of, oh, okay, I can focus on my job instead of the idea that I'm losing my job. And I think that's what's going on in, in the country right now, probably all over the world. It's like the airline industries, they sent, they, sent, they sent out emails to their employees saying, you know, some airlines, I shouldn't say them all, but some said, you guys could be furloughed, you're probably going to get furloughed on October 1st. So can you imagine just... It's what, May? It's Memorial Day? And you're just walking through going, yeah, I could be out of a job after the summer. That's all I'm focused on. Yeah, and it's that's scary. And you can't put out your best work when you always have that in the back of your mind. I mean, how are you navigating it? Well, <laughs> I am on a leave of absence till October. Okay. Actually, I'm lying to you. I'm going, okay. I'm going to announce something that has not been announced to the world yet. Okay. And it's because my heart's racing right now. Oh my God, my heart is racing. But I feel oh. like I can trust you and the thousands of people that listen to this podcast. I, yeah, what's up? I've retired from the airline industry. Oh my God, I can't believe I said it out loud. Now it's real. Um, yeah, I um I'm oh my god, I could cry cuz I said it out loud. So, um back in I'm shaking. So, back in um what was that? February or March, they announced um like my airline does monthly like when flights are low, they'll give they'll give the opportunity to take the month off without mm -hmm. any pay. So, I did that for April and then they sent out an announcement that you know, you can you can bid for a five month leave of absence with pay because of the COVID-19 CARES Act. So I jumped on that and I'm pretty senior at my airline. So um, then they sent out an email like a month later saying, if you want, if you want to early retire and you meet the guidelines, you can retire. So uh, they offered this last year and I, I, I thought about it. But then I said, no, I'm not ready. And then 2020 came and I was feeling really positive about it because, you know, when I've been in, I've been a flight attendant for 12 years now and, you know, it's like a roller coaster. Some days I love it. Some days I can't stand it just like every job. Right. Um, but I started 2020 and I was like, 
I'm into this again. I'm into this. This is it. I, I worked in February and I had, um, amazing trips, long layovers in Nashville, Savannah. I had this long layover in San Francisco where I went to lunch with my best friend who was in my initial flight attendant class. And, um, so I was like, wow, I'm back. It's like, Joey's got his groove back. And then COVID-19 happened and everything went to poop. I'm trying not to swear on this episode and I'm not going to lie. It's 56 minutes in and I haven't said a bad word. I'm this is amazing. So you win. I know I win for the day. So, um, so they sent out this thing again and I went downstairs into my husband's office and I said, I can retire, but I don't know what to do. And he said, well, of course, you know what to do. You've been wanting to do this for a long, for a while. So, and you're, and you're never going to take the flight attendant Joe brand to the next level by still being employed at a, still being employed at an airline because I do get, I'm not going to lie. I get a I get away with saying a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've written three inappropriate books. Like uh, I have said some, I don't know if you've ever seen my memes, but <laughs> they're probably, oh, yeah. they're probably loving to get rid of me. They're like, thank God he finally put it. If I didn't put his name on the list. So Um, I just found out two weeks ago that my, my official last day will be either the middle of June or the middle of July, but there's no big hoorah because I'm not even working because I'm on a paid leave. Wow. So, um, so yeah, world. Um, and of course the one question from all my closest friends who know is like, well, what's going to happen to flight attendant Joe? I'm like, well, flight attendant Joe's not going anywhere because that's the brand I've been working 12 years to create this, this brand. So it's not going anywhere, but Joe Thomas will not be working for the airlines anymore. And it's so weird. And I was going to wait until June to announce it, but I just felt with you, it was the right moment. Isn't that weird? Uh, Oh my gosh. Thank you. You're welcome. Happy for you. And also that is huge. It is huge. It's frightening. (laughs) But remember earlier in the episode, I said, like, I really admire people for taking a big leap um, Mm. into a different career. Like just, just that, because it's so easy to stay in your comfort zone. It's so easy to stay in the thing that is just easy and comfortable. Like, I'm at the top of my, the food chain at my airline. I basically get everything I want, all the days off I want. I have it made. So to leave, there's probably a lot of people that would scratch their head and think, why? It's, you know, I think of Seinfeld. I think, you know, they left when they were on top, right? They ended the show. They could have did a couple more seasons, but they left because they were, they were at that point where they're like, well, at this point, anything, you know, we've reached the peak. And, and that's how I felt working in the airline industry. I thought I've done everything I can. And if I want to grow flight attendant Joe bigger, I'm going to have to take myself out of the airline equation. Cause at some point they're going to, they're going to pull me in and say, we know who you are. Cause they know who I am. They're not, I mean, they know who I am. Um, of course. so, you know, it's going to be like, you know, you can't do this anymore. So I want to leave on top of my game. So that's what I'm doing. And now I'm excited for the next chapter of the flight attendant Joe brand. So it's exciting. And wow, I can't believe I shared it on the podcast and I'm not going to take it out. (laughs) I'm 
I'm so excited for you. And, you know, I've, I've been there and I won't say it's not a challenging process as you like take that, that big step, right? Because you're leaving behind that comfort and, uh, you know, when you, when you reach that peak, there's like a certain pride that comes with that. Mm. But I think you're, you're really right to take the next step. Like for me, I certainly had to pull apart my identity that was attached to my career. And I was really able to see, oh, I can do more. And I don't, I'm not losing any of that time that I put into this passion and into this love. I get to take all of that with me and I get to discover for myself that I can do more. And I, I'm so excited for you. Oh my gosh. Well, when you say it, it's very exciting. But I, I have moments where if I really think about it a lot, um, I panic a little because, you know, it's scary to, and you understand this. You completely understand it. You have a, you have an arts and theater, arts education and theater degree, and you understand to just say, "Oh, I'm going to step off this ledge into the unknown." Who knows? Who know? What if ID ninety Travel is the worst company on the planet to work for? Or yeah. what if I'm? Did you? I, I take it you moved from Southern California to Texas. Which is a bit, that's another big thing. I mean, going from Southern California where it's 76 and perfect all the time to, you know, Texas, that's a big change. So you understand, and maybe that's why I felt comfortable announcing it to you because you actually get it. Yeah, yeah. I do. And it's, it's a ride. Uh, okay. So what are, what are your dreams for flight attendant Joe? Like, where is it going to go? Uh, probably into the gutter. <laughs> no, <stop. laughs> I'll probably listen by, by October 1st, I'll be like, please just hire me back and furlough me. I just got to have a job. No. Um, I, I'm really putting all of my energy and time into the podcast. So, you know, I've been pushing Patreon a lot and people are probably like, why does he need us to support him? Now, you know, now, you know, it's my job. This is my job now. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's so weird to think that this will be my job now that I'm, I'm going to be a podcaster and I'm going to write and I'm actually working on a new book that I had no idea I was going to make until like five days ago. Isn't life Whoa. great? Isn't life so exciting? Like, and that's why I asked you about when you were between jobs, between teaching yeah. and ID90 travel, and you have this moment where you're like, I'm open to anything, just universe, send it to me. I'm open. I'm just give it to me. And then we'll see what happens. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. So I'm like, I was, I don't want to tell, I, you know, I'm going to write a, um, I'm going to create a cocktail book. It's going to be called First Class Cocktails with Flight Attendant Joe. And it'll be a funny, inappropriate cocktail book. There, I announced uh, that too. Jesus, I have no secrets today. <laughs> but, um, but I had no idea I was going to do that. And I wouldn't have known to do that if 
I, if COVID-19 hadn't happened and I was at home making drinks constantly, because what else are you going to do? And, and then a friend of mine just happened to say, you are making some incredible drinks. Cause I'll post them on my personal Facebook page. I'm like, Oh, here's one. And then a friend just said, you should write a, a cocktail book. And then I just said it to my husband and my husband is very, he's not like me. I, he is very smart and he will think <laughs> I just called myself a dummy. Um, but he's, <laughs> I'm an idiot, but hello. Um, but he's the smart one. He's the guy who will sit there. If he has an idea, he'll sit there on the sofa and he won't say anything. He'll process it all in his brain. And then when he finally mm-hmm. says it, it's, it's what it is. Me, I'm an external thinker. So I'm walking around the house, just spitting out things constantly and you never know what's going to stick. So I said to him, I was like, somebody, you know, I wonder if I should write a cocktail comedy flight attendant book where how I came up with the with the drink and make it funny. And he goes, I think that's a great idea. And I was like, you do? And he's like, yeah, I think that would be perfect for you. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm making, I'm guess I'm doing this. So literally five days ago, I started putting into plan this book that I had no idea I was going to write a week ago. So weird. I love that. It's like, you've done the work, you've shown up, you've, you know, had those creative conversations, you have listened, and you, as creative humans, like, when we open our eyes to what's around us, oh, you're making drinks right now, like, and we tap into that energy, then we can use it for the next thing. It just fuels us if we're, you know, willing to go for it. So, uh, I'm so excited yeah, for you. And you're right. You have to be open. A lot of people, I think, are close to anything that's scary or anything. But writing a book isn't scary to me. But the idea of leaving my job, because you mentioned something about identity. And yeah. there's so much of my identity that's put into being a flight attendant. Just like I'm sure when you were teaching, that was your identity. I'm a teacher. I teach elementary school kids. And I have to go home and I have to drink yep. lots of alcohol because they drive me crazy. <laughs> I just, I just assume that because that's what I would do. Um, no, no judgment. No ju- of course not. No judgment. So uh, that's why I'm, when you told me about this, well, first of all, when we were emailing each other back and forth and you said, oh, you know, you're going to, my, my story is very interesting because I didn't even come from the travel industry. I was like, oh, this is going to be a great conversation because it's so important for people to hear stories about from people who have had huge changes in their life. Cause I, like I said, I'm one of those people that believes you have to live outside your comfort zone or you just will be stagnant. You'll be like Orlando, Florida. There's no wind. It's stagnant. Yeah. Well, you do. And yeah, yeah, you just, you have to be open to the opportunity and be willing to, you know, take that, take that step and listen and learn and, you know, just be a little bit brave sometimes. Well, Stacy, I had no clue. Um, I was just going to be confessing all these things. Hey, let's talk more about you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I like I've, hearing about your life. I've shared too much already today. Um, no, I so let's go back to ID90 travel for a moment. Now, what sure. does the name even mean? Where do you got, where did you guys come up with the ID90 part? Great question. So it comes from industry discount 90% off. Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah, because I had no clue. I was like, I wonder where they got that name from. Um, yeah. Do you do you manage the app on social media? So on Instagram, are you the one that's posting all the stuff? Or do you have people that do that for you? Right now, I am that person. Oh, okay. So yeah. I can write inappropriate things. No, I would never do that. And I will you and I will know you. <laughs> well, I, Hey, I, th you know, you had mentioned swag earlier and I don't want to be that guy, but I love swag. And because I kind of just announced all these things that I wasn't even going to announce yet, I think I should get some swag. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I happen to have a key to the swag storage. Oh. So I might just get to hook you up and maybe we'll like put together a, a package for you to send out to one of your listeners. Oh too. my God, that would be amazing. We could do a giveaway. <gasps> Let's do it. Okay, I yeah, love we'll giveaways. It. That's well, you're the marketing person. See, you are the one you're going to be my go-to person now when I'm like, I don't, I need a brand ambassador. You'd be like, this is what you have to do. Cause you're, you're stuck with me now, Stacey, you're stuck. <laughs> I like that. I was hoping we would be friends. Absolutely. Now, are you working from home right now? Or are you, are you going into the office? I am working from home. Um, so we, even before all this craziness, had a pretty flexible work from home policy um, and also a like flex hours policy. So, you know, you could come in at seven and leave at four ish or come in at 10 and leave at six ish. Um, just be an adult and get your stuff done kind of right. vibe. Mm -hmm. So, I already worked from home, you know, once a week or once every other week. So thankfully I already had a setup and that is true for, you know, most of ID90 travel. So when we transitioned to working from home, it was certainly an adjustment because, you know, you don't get that face to face with your team, but we were pretty set up. And because we're a travel technology company, we have the tools in place to make sure we communicate all day long, every day. I even think we're communicating more now, which is kind of nice. Yeah, there's, um, you, it's so weird. They've done studies where people actually get more work done at home. Yes, and we are having, we're having those conversations right now. So they've sent out some surveys to us about, you know, how we feel like we're able to be productive and, you know, if there's anything we're missing from the office. You know, I do think they're, are some organic moments that come about when you're in the same space. Like, for example, at the end of the night, um, one of our developers, Shun, he and I would often be, you know, there kind of at the end together. And we don't work on projects together on a daily basis, but those 10 minutes while we were, you know, shutting off the lights and closing up, we would get to chat about, you know, what he was working on for the hotel database and what I was working on. And I do miss those moments of being able to like connect and listen to other team members. But overall, I feel like we've been able to work from home pretty effectively. And, you know, it's great to be able to do that and have a company that supports that and I think, like I said, they've, they've set you guys up for success by not putting yeah. that pressure on you that you might lose your job. We don't know. Even if, 
like what do you think that if a company knows that they should tell that to their employees or do you think that's something they should keep hidden so not to cause stress to the employees oh, that's so hard right because i go back and forth like what i want to know maybe because then i could plan and prepare myself but then i also think you have to be super mentally tough like everyone in the industry right now to be able to continue to show up and do good work when you are concerned about your job. So I don't know if I have an answer. I bet if we polled people, you know, we'd get a whole mix of answers depending on the type of person. For me, I've been really thankful that our leadership team has been upfront and communicative and has showed us the financials and shown us the booking numbers and, um, you know, when it was hard, but they're also making sure that we know and we celebrate, Hey, we had positive trends this week in rental cars and we're going to celebrate that. And Mm. so just being upfront in that way, I've been, you know, I talked to our CEO yesterday and we just had an honest chat about how things were going. And I'm thankful that, you know, we can have those conversations. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds like a great company to work for. It sounds like you hit the jackpot. I, yeah, it really is. (laughs) I really do like it. And I really do like the people who work there and they're smart people and people who are committed to our values. And I think we just make each other better. Right. And then, and who doesn't want to help people like travel is so fun and it can be so stressful for people, not in the airline industry, but still, if you're also targeting families and friends of airline people, though, they might not know, you know, how to travel. Like flight attendants and pilots, we haven't made, we don't even have to go through security. Oh God, that's the one thing I'm going to miss. But, um, God, that's, that, that's the one thing I'm going to miss as known crew member. I'm not going to lie, but you yeah. know, just, just having those discounts, um, for even family members, and you're providing that service is great. Yeah. When I go out to events, a lot of time, a lot of the time, they will be like benefit fairs. And so, you know, you'll have all of your medical benefits and dental benefits. And so everyone will have a booth. And then I'm there getting to talk about cruises and saving money on travel. And I always get the side eye from uh, other vendors who are like, <laughs> Most fun, and I said, "Well, yes, it is. I'm, I'm the fun <laughs> Yours guy. is important too, but uh, you know, we we just get to help people do what they love to do in for less money in an easier right. way, and right. it's pretty cool. And once, oh God, you know, we came chugging into 2020. Thing, I was coming into this year like this is going to be the year. This is it. This is going to be a great year. And then it's almost like put the brakes on, slow down, and no one's traveling right now. And it looks like the cruise industry is hit really hard. We were supposed to, me, my husband, my sister-in-law and his parents were, his parents were taking us on a 16 day Panama Canal cruise. Oh, that's so wonderful. Um, And it had a stop in Cartagena, Colombia, which like I said, one of my bucket lists. And now we've canceled it because 
it's just in November. I don't know if it's going to be smart to be on a cruise. Have you guys had those conversations? We have, and we are actively having those conversations within our office, but then also directly with those cruise lines and those hotel partners. So we get updates daily and weekly, you know, from all of those companies that are letting us know, like, first of all, just logistically, you know, are we open? Are we accepting bookings? But then also, you know, what they are doing to ensure the safety and health of the passengers when they do return. What's cool right now is a lot of cruise lines and hotels and ourselves included are offering more flexible cancellation fees and more or not cancellation fees at all, Mm. offering more flexible um, ability to change your travel. And so I think that is going a long way to help people feel comfortable. You know, you can book right now for 20, late 2020, late 2021, and you don't have to feel like you're locked in because all of these companies are, are putting measures in place to give you options. And we certainly want to support the health and safety of our members um, and also support the industry at the same time. So it's a balance for sure. Now I've booked on like say Expedia before and Mm -hmm. I, I remember specifically I was going to, I don't remember. Look at me. I'm a mess. I remember specifically. I don't remember. This is what happens when you're in your, this is what happens when you're in your late forties. It's just normal. But, um, I booked my hotel for the wrong day. This is before I knew ID 90 travel. I could have booked through ID 90 travel. So I booked through and I booked the wrong day. I remember I was in can Canberra, Australia. I was in Sydney and I was going to the capital and I booked the next day and I was coming that day. And I called the hotel and they're like, yeah, we can't help you because you booked through a third party. And I was like, okay. So then I called the third party and they're like, yeah, you're screwed. Have a nice day. So when somebody books through ID 90 travel and if they have to cancel, do they contact you or do they contact the airline, the cruise, the hotel? Perfect. So we handle all of that on behalf of the person who booked with us. So you, if you have a question about booking or if you need to make a change, you call ID90 Travel directly. We have an in-house customer support team that are in our Argentine office. Our cruise and all-inclusive support teams are in our Dallas office. And we work to handle those issues, questions, concerns on your behalf. So part of booking with us is that we're going to take on the responsibility if there are changes that need to be made, if you know you have a special circumstance and you need a refund, like we're going to go to bat for you to make sure you get what you need. Well, right there. Now I want to just tell everyone to use your app and your website who's in the airline industry or families and friends, because I remember I basically lost 
like $150 and I had to book again. And even when I went to the hotel, I was like, look, I'm staying one night and you have 300 of my dollars. And they're like, we can give you a free drink coupon. I said, well, that better be a $150 drink. What the heck? <laughs> I, want, I want like 10 Long Island iced teas and one glass, please. But Real talk. Real talk. That's what the, the, no, I think that's been stolen. I shouldn't called this podcast that, but then I'd probably get a sued. Um, now, how do you guys make money though? How does ID9, is it market? Is it advertising? Do you get a percentage of the booking fee? Good question. So back to kind of the two buckets of the services we provide. One, we work with our partner airlines and we have contracts with those airlines around the travel technology that we serve them. So just like any business, you know, they pay for that service and they pay for that technology because that's how they run their past travel department or a section of their past travel department. So that's one side. And then the other side is, you know, we pull together different providers from cruises, hotels, car rentals, and we're able to offer people super, super discounted rates, lower than the public rate. It's a small margin business. Um, and so, but mm. you, you know, make a small commission on that type of service and that's really how it works. Right. Yeah. You know, because, um, you said small margin, which makes so much, so much sense because that's the airline, that's the travel industry. Nobody, yes. you know, airline, everything. It's just like, in the airline industry, I think we make we make the most money when we're selling things on the airplane. That's why you know the airline buys a mini for twenty two cents and sells it for eight dollars. That's where we're getting all our money. <laughs> you know, and that's that's true for some some companies. Certainly, for us, it's important to pass on as much of the savings, as many of the savings as we can to the end user because yes, we have community and yes, we have great features that are exclusive to our app, but people also care about price. Mm. And, you know, if we don't win there, like that's just the reality is that people are going to go other places. So we have to have both and we pass on absolutely as many of the savings as we can. And, or exclusive deals or do things like Amazon gift card giveaways with purchase. You know, we're always trying to do something to give more to the community. Right. Well, that's awesome. Do you think, um, you just mentioned something which made me come up with a question. People are always looking for the cheapest price, right? But mm -hmm. do you, what do you think is more important to people, a cheaper price or loyalty to that brand? So say I love United Airlines. Am I going to spend 400 on United or am I going to spend 250 on Southwest? I, uh, what do you think about that? Because you're in the travel agency, uh, travel industry. People want both. Okay. And, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the reality is that people want the brand that they're loyal to, to give them the best deal. Right. right. <laughs> that, makes, that makes sense. I love United and I want to fly on them for $5. Well, actually during COVID-19, you can. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and so why can't we have the best of both worlds? Uh, right. You know, that's, that's rosy and, and, you know, sunshiny to say, but we try to give and pass on as many savings as we can and have a brand that, you know, maybe the savings on a particular hotel are $150 cheaper than a public site, but sometimes they're $7 cheaper and that's still less, but the brand that we've created, the customer support that we provide, the other, you know, benefits and content, we want that to also be a driver in people coming and, you know, wanting to continue to book with us. Right. I think, um, yeah, I think right now it's like the non-rev travelers. It's almost like the, a nightmare because flights are wide open, but you can't really go anywhere. We were just having this conversation with um, our brand ambassadors about, you know, the new kind of load capacities that are changing and how people are going to be able to non-rev. And we're going to have to up their game. You know, we have tools like Flex that help with that. Have you ever used Flex? I have not. What is Flex? Okay, so Flex is new on our app, and it stands for Flight Load Exchange. Mm. It's a peer-to-peer secure way to share load information. So have you ever heard of Load Share on Facebook? Yeah. So it's, it, so it's that, but it's basically you can just go to one place and get everything you need, and I think that's really mm-hmm. smart for a business. Yeah. Yeah. And it's secure. Um, oh, so, so it's not like on Facebook where everyone can read it. Right. Okay. That's good. That's <laughs> yeah. because the airlines, I don't know if people realize this, but the airlines literally tell us, do not give out load information. And that's all we do is give out load information. It's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. And so we, we know that that information is floating around other places. And so uh, we you know wanted to make sure people were able to find the information they need if they're commuting or if they're not having for leisure purposes and make sure it's all safe. But yeah, to your point, those types of tools are going to be even more important as non-revs start traveling again because they're just going to have to get even more savvy to make it work. And right. we know this community and they know the hustle of oh, yeah. how to, how to get a seat. Uh, so I'm, I'm not concerned that they'll, they'll figure it out. And is, is flex um, up and running now? So people can actually go to um, download the ID 90 travel app and use it now. Yes. Yeah, you can, you can log in and see it right in your app. It's, on the homepage and then you can get in and play around. You can request, you know, loads that you're looking for and find it all right there. It's pretty easy. Is it just for the employees or can family and friends use that too? It's for employees right okay. now. Great Perfect. question. Yeah. 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 Cause, because, um, I, I could see that and I wanted to clarify that. Stacy, oh, this conversation did was not what I expected, but it was fantastic. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. But, it was just 
so good to meet you. It was so fun. It was so fun. And you know, I was nervous coming into it. But the moment I heard your voice, because this was the first time we've ever spoken. I was at ease. But I'm not done with you yet. We still have to play. Oh, okay. Let's get grounded. Okay, so okay, I'm ready. Uh, you uh, yeah, I know you are baby. All right. <laughs> um, I want you to pick an airline American Airlines, JetBlue, Spirit, United, Frontier or Delta. <laughs> Everyone gives me such a hard time about this. It's hilarious. So I now I have to do it all the time because I just love to make people uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That is so impossible. Okay. I'm going to go with um, one of our clients who's been around forever and they're wonderful and um, I love all of them. But uh, let's go with Frontier. Frontier. I've been on them three times. Okay. So... What is the one item you never travel without? Oh, a book. Oh, I love it. Nice. And now, are you a, a hard copy book person or are you a Kindle person? I carry hard books. Yes. Like I love it. I tried to do the Kindle thing and it's just... It's just not the same. I need to feel paper in my hand. I need to see. Yeah, good. That's a good yeah, answer. I'm the same. So I try like to only bring like one, two, no more than three books if I'm traveling because you know got to be reasonable. Oh, I love that you read and travel with books. That's great, Stacy. Thanks so much. Please tell everyone where they can download ID90 Travel, follow ID90 Travel, get all their information um, that they need to get on board with ID90 Travel and use you guys for their travel needs. I love that. Thank you. So any airline employee can go to ID90Travel.com or download our free app. You just search ID90 Travel. And then once you're in there, you can hit invite to invite your family and friends and they can get in on the fun. If you want to follow along and get connected with our community, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. And we have real humans in our customer support team and our crews and all-inclusive team. So if you have specific questions, it is totally free to reach out and connect with them and get your questions answered. And you can find all of that info on our website and app. Um, and if you have any questions specifically about the Brand Ambassador Program, you can always drop us a DM on Instagram. And we're here to support you and the community. And I'm so, so thankful to be on this podcast and to hear your exciting news. Oh, my oh gosh. My I can't God. wait for the next part of your journey. I know. Well, you'll be part of it because I'm going to be bothering you to be my marketing person behind the scenes. <laughs> I don't know if you know that. I don't know if you know this yet, but that's what happened. That's just what happened. <laughs> Stacy, thanks so much. Please be safe and I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. You too. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this week's episode of Grounded with Flight Attendant Joe, please subscribe to the podcast. You'll get alerts when new episodes air. Also check out Flight Attendant Joe on Facebook and Instagram. And if you still haven't had enough of me, <laughs> check out the blog at www.flightattendantjoe.com.